0: Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Asconaut for Threatening to Kick Out Stepdaughter for Stealing from Daughter? Four years ago, my wife passed away due to breast cancer, leaving me 42 male and my daughter's 19 female and 17 female behind. One and a half years ago, I met Vicky, 47 female, and we quickly fell in love. Vicky has a daughter, Heather, 24 female, and together they came to live with us. Vicky and I did not get married, however, so Heather isn't technically my stepdaughter. Almost from the beginning, Heather wasn't very nice towards me, to say the least. I tried to get to know her and at least establish a cordial relationship, but nothing worked. She was very disrespectful and hateful to me, but also to her mother. Heather also picked verbal fights with my daughters, but I squashed that soon after it happened. Heather was the instigator, and I told her that if she had a problem, she should direct it at me instead of at my daughters. It seemed to work. Last week was Casey's, my eldest daughter's, 19th birthday. I gave her a spa package treatment for two persons, total $500, in the form of a gift card, and told her she could pick another person to go with. She chose her younger sister, who was happy to go. They would pick a date and make the reservation. Casey wanted to make the reservation two days ago, but couldn't find the gift card. After hours of searching we couldn't find it when heather came home we asked if she had seen it she told us she didn't go ahead and use this right now After another hour, Vicky found the gift card in Heather's room, against Heather's protests. After a while, Heather admitted she took the card from Casey's room and went to the spa two days ago with her girlfriend. I was pissed and told her that if she didn't pay Casey $500, I would kick her out. Since Heather doesn't have a job and has dropped out of college, she says she can't pay it. She has been living at my house rent-free with everything paid for. I told her that if she can't pay for it, she should go live with her deadbeat father instead. She called me every name in the book and locked herself in her room. Vicky says it was an asshole move, since she has nowhere to go and her father won't pay for her to live with him. So am I the asshole? Edit! Update as of just a few days ago. Quite some people have been asking me for an update. Considering it's been a rough week and only now things are calming down, I thought I'd write an update. I sat down with my daughters and had a long conversation about Heather, my relationship with Vicky and how I'd let it go up to this point. In short, my daughters have for a long time hated Heather. They didn't have any problems with Vicky, only regarding how Vicky always lets Heather easily off the hook. I read many comments and I started doubting my relationship with Vicky. I knew it wasn't perfect, but I thought we loved each other. My daughters are of the opinion that Vicky never loved me, but that I also never really loved Vicky. Especially, Casey thought it was more companionship that we shared and that I was lonely. Damn, my daughter hit the nail on the head. She was right. I didn't want to spoil my daughter's day to the spa and paid for it so that they could still go. They went a few days ago and had a blast. Regarding Heather, I essentially kicked her out. Vicky threatened to leave if I kicked Heather out and I told Vicky she was free to go as well. After that, she quickly backpedaled and told me she didn't want to go. Heather made a fuss, but I let her take her stuff, and she moved out within two days. She is temporarily staying with a girlfriend of hers. I told Vicky that if Heather didn't pay the five hundred dollars back, we were going to call the police and report her. Vicky was horrified and called her parents. I was surprised by this, but Vicky told me she had had a bad relationship with her parents. As far as I know, her parents gave her the five hundred, and she gave the five hundred to me. After this, I was about to have a difficult conversation with Vicky and wanted to tell her we are over, but she beat me to it. She told me that I treated Heather like shit because I was threatening to call the police and she couldn't live with that. I was relieved and it probably showed, prompting Vicky to call me out asking if I was going to try to make it up to her and convince her to stay. I told her no. After this, and a lot of screaming on Vicky's part, she also left. She is staying with a married couple that are close friends with her. It took a bit more time and energy to move her stuff to her friend's house. While I was there helping to move her stuff, I was essentially ignored, so I have no idea what Vicky told them. Today is the first day of peace and quiet in my house, and I already noticed that my daughters are a lot happier. That's all that matters to me. I want to thank everyone for their posts and weighing in. Holy shit. Okay. So the question was, am I the astronaut for threatening to kick out stepdaughter for stealing from my daughter. We don't know how long they were living there, so we can't speak to that part, but it was a year and a half that they met each other sometime in between their, let's say a year, just to throw a number out there. So what are the potential paths here? They've been living together a year or less, and you know that she stole from your daughter. What options do you have? If you were going to treat this like a blended family and treat everybody equally, then you'd have to make sure that you were doing the same thing for her that you would do for your daughter if, She had stolen from her which obviously wouldn't happen in this case but you just have to make sure that you would give equal treatment there in this case she was busted for it lied about it you had to be a hard ass to get her to come clean in the first place and even after that it's completely unacceptable all that you asked her to do was replace what she took that was it it was replace what you took or you can't stay here which is really reasonable right she's 24 by 24 you know that's not okay and also At 24, you need to be prepared to not live at home. At some point, if you're not going to school, nothing's going on for her at all. She was just being a leech sitting at home. So much so that anything she got, she just took from people. So who knows what else she took here? This was going to keep continuing. You had to create a boundary. And in this case, it had to be a very firm boundary and a harsh one. And she came up with the money somehow. But that doesn't mean that she came back because enlightened throughout this process, he realized that he wasn't in love with Vicky. Wow. I mean, it is good. It is is a happy ending because he now has the opportunities not in this toxic scenario, which wasn't just toxic because of Heather, but Heather certainly exacerbated it. She made it even worse. And that obviously creates a lot of stress in a relationship. But that's also when you find out how people cope. Candy Thunder and I were talking about this earlier today in relationships, especially new ones. You know, you get past that year mark, that honeymoon phase and shit starts getting real. When shit starts getting real, you start finding out how people cope. And sometimes it's not a healthy way to do that. It doesn't sound like either one of you were addressing problems here until it was too late, which sucks. If there was a chance to save this relationship, these conversations would have had to happen way earlier, but it didn't. They got to the place where it was just like, well, I guess we're done. And it sucks to see that happen. Maybe there was a chance earlier on, but Heather wasn't helping the situation not at all. So the question is, am I the asshole for threatening to kick out my stepdaughter for stealing from my daughter? No, not the asshole for that. N-T-A for that, you had to do something drastic. Otherwise, this behavior was going to keep going, keep going, and pain creates change. You had to create enough pain for this to matter. If it was something easy, she would have just done it again. It had to be something that caused enough pain to try to prevent the behavior from happening ever again. Even if you and Vicky had stayed together, this was the right move. But there's a reason Heather is the way she is, and Vicky having such a problem with this tells you everything you need to know, bro. Everything. NTA. It's rough, but you're better off, and now you're in a place where you can enjoy your family. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is an AITA story, but also it's a cake story. This is, am I the astronaut for yelling at my family for getting me a birthday cake I don't want for the 15th year in a row. I'm already saddened by this. Unfortunately, I18female was born a day after my cousin, 20female. Ever since I was little, my needs for my birthday were always outshined by hers. We always did family events to celebrate our birthdays since we're the oldest kids in our family, so we just kind of shared a birthday. My family either never wrote my name on it or would messily scribble it on at the last minute. (laughs) Not happy about that. Party decorations and games catered to her taste and would mostly all gifts be for her. I just usually ended up getting a $10 gift card for Walmart or something while she always got dolls, games for her Nintendo DS and even a puppy one time. What is happening right now? I always felt like it didn't matter for my birthday. Even my quinceanera fell flat since my family went all out making my cousin feel like the most special girl in the world, but my cousin was always nice to me and she would give me some of her gifts just to put a smile on my face. Okay. Maybe. This year was my 18th birthday. and all. All of my relatives were gathered in one place to celebrate me and my cousin's birthday. My mother had promised me my own separate cake and that it'll be an Oreo ice cream cake, my favorite cake. So I was excited. When my abuela gathered the family together to blow out the candles and sing happy birthday, my cousin and I got in our respective spots. They started singing while my mother brought a cake to the table and placed it in front of my cousin. It was a strawberry cheesecake. After we got done singing, my cousin blew out her candles and everyone clapped. My aunt started to cut the cake and I would audibly ask about the cake. My entire family looks confused and they all say, this cake is for the both of you. My cousin spoke up saying, but it only has my name on it. I looked at my mom who had a what expression on her face. I asked about the cake and she told me, you don't need the extra sugar. At that point, I lost it, screaming at my family members and calling them all assholes. I cried about how this is the 15th year in a row that they left me out and forgotten about me and how they ruined my birthday by always prioritizing my cousin. My cousin and little brother also jumped in and defended me, saying that I'm always never thought of. My abuela had the audacity to deliberately interrupt me, telling me to sit down and stop yelling. Through anger, I yelled that I never wanted to see any of them again and stormed off. My cousin and brother followed me, all comforting me while I cried my eyes out. This happened a few days Ago, and I've been receiving angry messages from my family members calling me an ungrateful bee. I'm at my cousin's apartment right now writing this, all while texting my little brother to vent. Reddit Am I the asshole for yelling at my family for not giving me the cake that I've wanted for nearly my entire lifetime? This poor girl. Edit. After reading the replies, my cousin and I have made the tough decision to block all of the toxic family members and go no contact. I'll be living at my cousin's apartment now and we're working on finding me a job. Final edit. I won't be responding to any more comments, but just know that I'm in a safe place right now and we're working on where to go from here. Not just a job, but finding a way to afford college for me and such. Thank you Reddit. There might be update posts soon since a lot happened after the drama of going no contact. Okay. Damn. For a minute, I'm thinking if this were my family or someone related to us, it'd be like, I mean, your cousin is getting stuff, but your parents are directly responsible for what you're receiving party-wise, decoration-wise, cake-wise, right? So it would be their parents just doing a good job for her while your parents did a shitty job for you. If it was the parents who were directly responsible here, I'd say to them, if you can't afford to do something for your child, which you can. We've had this conversation before. You can get a box mix of a cake and get it done for a few bucks. Like you can make this happen with a very small amount of effort and money. But if you don't want those things to be compared between cousins, don't have a combo birthday party. When you have a combo birthday party, you got two people sitting right next to each other. The comparison is inevitable. And if you're the kid who just gets shit on, it's going to be amplified by the fact that you're sitting right next to someone who's not getting shit on. So if this is how they want to do it, do it, whatever. Don't do it together, but also show your kid that you give a shit. Wow. What has this child done to deserve the amount of direct and blatant neglect that you all are just like, Uh, here's the golden child and here's whoever that is we forgot her name we'd put your name on the cake but we forgot it this reminds me a little bit of encanto where isabella is like the golden child and just swings down on vines that she just magically grew and just makes flowers appear everywhere and mirabelle's like the problem child that's kind of what this seems like only much worse she gets kind of a combination of mirabelle and bruno right because it's like ah, we don't talk about her she's there but we don't talk about her we don't do that this is rough the parents just blew it here over and over and over again and somehow didn't see it didn't see the impact that it had and that's sad that's really sad for this girl so it is am I the asshole for yelling at my family for getting me a birthday cake that I didn't want for the 15th year in a row I mean the real question here is am I the asshole for yelling at my family for not getting me a birthday cake for 15 years in a row because that's pretty much what happened for not giving a shit for completely just ignoring your existence here and that's garbage not the asshole for going no contact I'm glad that you ended up separating yourself from this toxic environment and saying I get to start over right now and start writing your own destiny, which is beautiful that you discovered that you had that option. We all have the option every day to start in whatever direction that we want and make a choice for a different path. And OP took it here. So bravo, bravo. You can start giving yourself the cake that you want now. That's the beautiful part. You get to choose your tribe now. Dang. (laughs) Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another AITA story for you. And this one is, am I the astronaut for ruining Steve Irwin for my friend's daughter? Is this like the scene in Frozen where uh, Olaf is singing about summer and Kristoff is like, I'm going to tell him. And Anna's like, don't you dare. I-38 female got to visit my friend recently and spent the night. One of her daughters, 13 female, spent a couple of hours watching old episodes of The Crocodile Hunter on TV. My friend said that her daughter's been pretty interested in animals and wildlife and nature, so they got her some of those to watch since she remembers enjoying those shows as a kid and the modern versions of them don't seem as good. What? wildcrats is amazing. Just saying. I thought this was great as I actually grew up near Birwa, Australia, where the Australia Zoo is, and we went a lot, even into my young adulthood before moving to the US for work. Got to see Steve a couple of times, and later Bindi when she got older. Had a couple of talks slash small group settings. My friend said, wow, you should totally tell my daughter about that. So a while later, I went into the living room where her daughter was watching the news, and I told her, hey, I got to see Steve a couple of times before he died and later Bindi. And she got excited and started asking me a lot of questions. I told her he seemed like a great guy and as much as I could remember about the animals. Then I told her about a detailed about the first talk smallish group i saw him at where he warned us that he had to help cover for a keeper who called in sick and cleaned out the primate houses right before this talk and hadn't showered yet so we might really not want a front row seat i didn't listen and got one anyways and oof regretted it i'm sure it was a great talk and a treasured memory looking back but at the time all i could think about was how not to gag that horrified my friend's daughter more than i thought as she went "Ooh, he smelled bad dude who cares for animals of course he stunk i was sort of taken aback and said well what do you think being around animals all day every day that day was worse than others i'm sure but But come to think of it, he stunk pretty bad the other time I got close enough to smell him too. So did Bindi for that matter. My friend's daughter is apparently also very into spas and perfumes and smelling nice. And this has put a great damper on her thoughts of working with wildlife and even her enthusiasm for seeing it through a screen. My friend called me the next day and said, of all the things to share with her, did you really have to bring up how Steve Irwin smelled like monkey waste when you met him distracted you from the talk? She said that seemed like an inappropriate thing to bring up to a young girl and also disrespectful to Steve's memory. But I don't think it was inappropriate to bring up. I think it's a realistic part of the work Steve did and was certainly something that stuck in my memory. If anything, it made me respect the work he did that much more. Am I the asshole? Top comment, NTA, she's 13 for crying out loud. This isn't Santa Claus. Her world isn't going to end now that she knows animals can smell. Agreed. How dare you tell my child the truth about a field that she's seriously thinking about pursuing and devoting a lot of time and resources to? How dare you? And I'm sure once she found that out, she was like, well, duh. If I care about smelling nice, I probably can't go into a field where I deal with a lot of animals because animals don't smell great they don't shower regularly they don't use bidets i know they don't wear deodorant except maybe dolphins because they're really smart it makes sense she needed to know that she was going to learn it at some point if anything i think that your friend would be like hey you just saved us from potentially wasting thousands of dollars by going to these camps and investing in all of this shit and you enlightened her to something that let her know that she wasn't going to enjoy that as a life and career path so thank you after all the process of figuring out what you are passionate about in life is really more of a process of finding out what you're not passionate about in life. It is a process of elimination. You are going to have to try a lot of different things before you find that thing where you're like, damn it, I love this. I feel like I was born to do this. And the quicker that you can find out which of those are not that, the better. If someone can help you discover that this ain't it, thank them because they're allowing you to find the thing that is that much faster. NTA here, Your friend should be thanking you. Tell him I said so. Otherwise, tell them their treatment of their friends and guests smells like monkey shit. If all else fails, fling poo. If you have any poo, fling it now. As the father of preteen and teenage children, I can tell you for sure, they haven't nailed down the whole smell thing yet. They don't know how it works yet. I bet it was infrequent enough. Like, let's say it was an annual zoo visit. While you're there, you're like, oh, man, that elephant building smells terrible. But of course it does. Look, they're shitting out turds the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. She might not have been thinking either, A, of going into something with fecal matter that large, or B, it was so infrequent that it's not something that stuck out first to her. It was more the majesty or, or the amazing part of dealing with exotic animals that she wouldn't normally get to deal with. Do they not have pets? Yeah, I mean, if they have pets, you got to be aware of at least the beginnings of how this happens. Pets, you have to bathe pretty regularly, right? Or they start stanking. By the way, I know there's like a shortage in the world of animal groomers, and if you are an animal groomer, thank you for your service. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the ass for telling my parents if they wanna charge me rent, then they need to treat me like an adult. I, female 18, just had my 18th birthday yesterday. It was nothing big, it just went on a shopping spree with my own money. When I came home, my mother and stepfather decided to sit me down and gave a whole lecture on how I'm an adult and I need to start paying rent because they weren't going to house adults for free. Even though my stepdad's 23-year-old son lives with us here for free, but that's besides the point. They told me I would start paying 650, Fifty dollars every first of the month starting July 1st I tried to bring up how my stepbrother doesn't pay anything and it was unfair to spring this on me when I just turned 18 they responded that I must have the money since I went shopping today now let me tell you I pay for everything I have my phone my car which is in my name my clothes and even food I eat because they claim I eat too much even though I don't so I agreed to pay rent but since I was paying for everything I own they could no longer treat me like a kid instead of them looking at me like I'm their kid slash stepkid, I would be looked at as a tenant. They could no longer give me a curfew, I would be disabling Life360, and they could no longer just barge into my room because I pay for it. They could no longer demand anything from me besides rent on the first of every month. I also told them that if they couldn't follow my rules since I'm paying the rent, then I will just go somewhere else. This started an argument and they started yelling about how I'm disrespectful and that this was their house and they didn't have to follow any rules of mine, so I just left. Now I've been getting calls from my family calling me ungrateful and my mother could have just kicked me out. So Reddit, am I the asshole? 650 for her room use of the bathroom use of common areas which would be what like kitchen living room that kind of stuff 650 it would be interesting to know where op lives because obviously you know if it's a more urban area it's gonna cost more to go out on her own but i could tell you here like you could rent a not too bad place for 650 especially if it's just you there so you could probably find it with utilities included as well at 650 if you got a roommate you can have a decent place. A good place. The question is, am I the asshole for telling my parents if they want to charge me rent, then they need to treat me like an adult? Hell no. Definitely not the asshole for saying that. You reverse uno then, which is fantastic. Essentially, what you said was okay. Let's reciprocate. If that's what you want to do, the reverse must also be true, right? If you want to treat me like an adult and charge me rent, then these are the expectations laid forth. Otherwise, if I'm going to be paying rent, I might as well go somewhere else. I'm already paying for everything else on my own. Sans Utilities. Right. But I assume that part of what they were going to be charging her was baked in utilities. But she's providing her own food. She's providing her own toiletries, providing her own clothing, her own car, her own phone, her own everything. Sends a box to sleep in and utilities for it. And they want to charge her six fifty. dollars but not the 23-year-old son. What? And then when she says that... She gets called disrespectful and ungrateful. So here's my theory. Here is my theory because stepdad's son, her stepbrother, isn't treated like this. I think this was a play by stepdad where he's got OP's mom brainwashed into thinking that this is the way and it's okay for his son to receive different treatment than her child. She's bought it either because she's stuck and has to go along with whatever he says, or she actually believes it and drank the Kool-Aid and is now like, I will allow my child to be treated differently in a poor manner, because I think that's the right thing to do, because I've allowed myself to be gaslit and drink the Kool-Aid, and now that's just the way it is. Whatever he says goes. This is my theory. The only thing in my head that can explain his son not being treated like that is her just being a pushover and laying down and allowing her 18-year-old child to be mistreated. It was a play that started with stepdad. This is my theory. not saying this is the way it is, but it's the only thing that makes sense in my head, and if that's the case, I think both mom and dad here are Ascon con ones. It's a terrible thing to do to treat the child differently. I'm not saying that at 18 you don't need to start pushing independence but there's a way to do that in a nurturing way that is not like hey, uh, you took yourself shopping for your birthday start paying rent now. I don't think that's the play. And then to be like, we're not going to charge him rent. He's five years older. It's time for you to start acting like an adult. It's different for him. That part's not going to hit till he's 30 obviously because he can't or whatever. He shouldn't. He says so. I think mom is an ask on one here for allowing it to happen. For allowing her child to be treated differently. That's where I'm at on it. We'll go ahead and bring up the Ascon one for both the folks here. Shit, people. If you're going to do it, you have to do it unilaterally. You have to be consistent across all the children and treat them the same way. And even if you made the decision to start right now with both of them, it's still not equal treatment because he's 23. He said five years to get his shit together post-graduating high school. And... Your daughter is just now there, and you're like, boom. Oh, you went shopping? Okay, $650 a month. Garbage. And I think here, OP, the smart play on your end is to just stay out. I mean, if they're going to push independence on you, if you're going to pay $650 a month and you're already providing everything else for yourself, enjoy the benefits that come along with it, like freedom and independence. And I think you're going to be much, much happier. Said she left, and now she's getting calls from family calling her ungrateful that her mother could have just kicked her out. Well, she essentially did, right? And really, if they were trying to kick her out without kicking her out wouldn't this be the play if stepdad here was like i need to find a way to get her out of the house i really want to turn that bedroom into my workout room or study or movie room whatever he'd be like okay i have an idea we'll say we're gonna start paying her rent right now if she doesn't like it she can get out and make it a stupid amount like 650 for one bedroom could have been either way i think it started with him because of the inequality and in how those two kids are treated differently i call them kids young adults you know what i mean i could be wrong But it all makes sense in my head. Can't just be like, okay, uh, one kid is self-sufficient and makes money. One kid is just a leech. So obviously, we can't charge the leech because you can't get anything out of that kid. This kid, we can. So there are so many different paths available. And I'm not trying to prevent anybody from considering going to college. But there are so many paths available that do not require it. I think you have to really decide on a direction before you commit to that level of debt. Because there's so many paths don't force you to go there. Now, I will say that there is a huge benefit, even if you don't know what the F you want to do in life to going to college. And Candy Thunder, I think, said it really well. You go to college to learn to learn, if that makes sense. A lot of people have a specialty and they know what they want to do when they grow up. They're getting the training and credentials for it. And that's great. That's ideal. If not, the benefit is that you are learning to learn. You're learning to problem solve. You're learning to prepare reports. You're learning to give presentations in front of people. You're learning to do a lot of the adulting things that being successful in business and life requires require, but you're learning it in a very structured setting. And there are huge benefits to that. sucks that there's so much debt and cost attached to it, but there is still a benefit to it. I just think that if you're a kid who's having to pay their own way, you need to really think long and hard about the path that you want to take before you sign up for that level of debt. it's dusty thunder again with another aita story this one is am i the ass for stealing a baby name from my stepmother and father my mother was a very artistic person she dedicated her life to art and she was a painter and rather eccentric she had the idea of having four children and naming us in order to spell out love l-o-v-e with our first initials. She passed unexpectedly last year, leaving me and my two siblings. She never got to complete the word love. When I was younger, I asked her, what happens if you get too old and can't have a baby anymore? Or something along those lines. And she told me that one of us could have a baby and finish it out for her. She said it wouldn't be the same, but the tribute would make me happy. My parents had marital problems up until her death because of my father's infidelity. And I think she put off having the fourth child for quite some time because of it. However, she always said baby Elise or Emilio would be completing our family soon. I was around six to seven months pregnant when my father and his wife and former mistress announced their pregnancy. She chimed in saying she would finally bring little Emilio into our family. Ooh! wish didn't? No. My sister and I were horrified and spoke to my dad privately that while mom did want someone to continue the acronym idea, we found it disrespectful to do it with the woman he was cheating on her with. I told him about how she said she wanted one of us to carry on the name when I was a child. He shut me down, saying that she probably expected her and I to still be together, and that it'll be better with all of you guys in the same generation of the family, and left it at that. My brother agreed. Brother agreed with who? With him? I guess. Two weeks before I gave birth, they found out that we're not having a boy, as they hoped, but a girl. I realized that I could take the name Elise before they would have a chance to name their baby my mother's chosen name. They could name her Emily or something else, but it wouldn't be the name my mother chose, and that's what mattered to me. So I did. My father, and especially my stepmother, are furious at me for ruining my mother's lasting wishes and tarnishing her idea. While my sister agrees with me, she won't say it to my dad since the birth. My aunt and other family on my dad's side called me names from petty and troublemaking to just outright a bitch. I did not expect so much backlash and it's really stressing me out with just giving birth and they're taunting me by posting pictures of their ultrasounds with captions like the e-baby is coming 2024 and three's a crowd but four is love. It's driving me crazy and it feels like this rift in the family is all for nothing since they're going to claim their baby is the real e-baby anyways. I forgot to add this in but my stepmom actually approached me and asked for my permission and politely asked me to change my mind on the baby name once she caught wind that I was already planning on naming the baby elise this is part of why i think i might be the asshole i never actually officially announced the name first i felt like it'd be more special naming the baby when they arrived not before okay you know what i can see the kid's point of view here i can see op's point of view here also let's go ahead and use this for the first time with the move of actually using the e-name we'll rock the petty confetti because while it might have been a petty move it was the right move and it was the move OP's mother wanted Now, it's not going to make the problems go away. That's the shit part here is that, yes, she did this, but she's right. They're going to use an E name. They're going to create a big stink over it. Like you're to the point now where it's going to create a big enough stink where you're going to have to be like, am I willing to go no contact with my father and his mistress, new wife? Am I willing to do that? And right now, your sister agrees with you, but won't say anything to your dad. So it looks like you're going to be standing alone in this battle, which sucks. It sounded like your brother agreed with him, probably because he just didn't care enough to try to start a battle over it or to get involved because it was drama, but I completely understand where you're coming from. And if you feel like that was the thing that your mother actually wanted, because that's what she said she wanted, then you're in the right here. I think you just have to be prepared for what's coming. And what's coming is war. You know those scenes whenever the armies are standing across from each other in the field. It's just a silent stare down. And then someone accidentally fires and just all hell breaks loose. That's what happened. You took the first shot. Not really. But you did in this battle. And started it off here. And the war is coming. Because they're already posting propaganda. Like the e-baby is coming 2024. And three's a crowd before his love. Which bleh. The fact that they think it's okay to steal this from your mom with his mistress and just keep it going it's like dad has no boundaries here at all dad's like everything's fair game i will effing ruin it all all memories that exist are fair game and i am just gonna swap your mom's face out on family photos with my new mistress because why the hell not because she wants me to and she gets what she wants it's gonna be war so are you willing to go no contact And is that going to complicate or harm your relationships with your siblings because they haven't stood with you? I think it's the kind of thing you have to think about. Not that you've done the wrong thing, not that it changes what you've done or the merits of it, but you just have to be ready for what's coming. And when you make those decisions, I think you have to think three steps ahead about what could happen. Nothing is sacred there, and I think that speaks to the level of respect that he had for her quite vividly. And you've got the daughters here. Like, no, we know what mom wanted and this ain't it. But he doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. Why do you think he's going to start caring now? It's terrible. It's a terrible thing for them to do. Completely disrespectful to her memory. But they're saying that you've disrespected it somehow. Like, what the? The mistress is acting like they were besties or something. Like, she would want me to carry this on for her. Mm-mm. No, I don't think she would. I don't think she would at all. Not the asshole here. If we haven't said it yet, we'll go ahead and say it. And we'll go ahead and say this for, uh, for dad and his mistress as well, because this is hot garbage. Nothing is sacred. And I think you know, you know the level of disrespect that exists there for your mom from both of them. You just have to think about what comes next and be ready. <laughs> Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another story from Reddit for you. This one actually comes from Best of Redditor Updates, and it is titled, My Husband Has a Second Family. The ultimate cliche has happened in my life, and I'm absolutely broken. My husband, my rock, has been having an affair for over 17 years. Go ahead and start this off right now. We have been married for over 25 years. We have three beautiful children, two in college, and one who still lives at home. But it turns out he's had another set this whole time of kids oh no my husband is an insurance broker he has multiple branches over the country which he spends week on week off turns out his week off he's been with his other family in albuquerque where his other branch is he's got a fiance whom he has two kids with both in their early teens i found out when i went to make a new facebook account and when i searched my husband's first name another profile with another last name popped up and through that profile were links to his fiance's and other kids facebook's my husband is currently with said family and I know it's him because his most recent post is a photo of him and that other family eating dinner. Among those photos were photos of him kissing the girl and him being fatherly with kids who look nearly identical to my husband. I am absolutely broken. Almost every part of me wants to scream in his face and reprimand him for ruining my life but another part of me wants to pretend to be ignorant and let it be because our life is peaceful. He's good with our kids. He's the main source of financial income. He's loving but he's also all of those things to another family. Not only would I I'd be tearing a gaping hole into my family, I'd be opening up a vortex for them too. My heart is in shambles. I've never cried so much in my life. My youngest son is currently on a graduation trip with friends, and I'm alone till my lying, cheating, bastard husband comes home. My life is absolutely wrecked. It's literally a movie plot. I'm hoping he'll just come home, and it'll be a big misunderstanding why he's kissing a woman with a ring on her finger. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm tempted to pack a bag and just leave. I can't be in the home where we've raised our kids, where we spent every Christmas for the last 26 years, and where I've been alone on New Year's taking care of our babies while he works his ass off. I just can't. I want to leave a note for him to come home to, hurt him like he's hurt me, but I don't think that's possible. I don't know how I'll ever face him again update. Four days later, this is a follow-up. Firstly, thank you so much for the advice. I'm not in any means good with legal things, so all legal advice has been noted. I've rung an attorney, which we are discussing the process. He's also told me to gather as much evidence as I could, such as photos off the Facebook pages, text messages, and recent flight information. All has been put into a folder and I'll present it to a judge or jury when we go to some sort of divorce proceeding. Again, not fully clear with specifics, but it's a good sign. I've also been in contact with the other woman. I've told her explain the situation and she was equally as distraught. From what I'm aware, she's financially independent from him and they don't share property, so it seems very clean cut on her behalf. My husband is aware of the fact that I know and is currently staying in a hotel, but he is unaware that the other woman knows. I confronted him when he walked through the door, he started to cry and plead, and it was honestly kind of pathetic. I mean, I was crying too, but I've chosen to think of him as a pathetic coward for doing this because he is. But anyways, I have my name on the property, we both do, so it's not like I can just kick him out, but he's chosen to stay away for my sake all i am thinking is if he chose to stay away for my sake maybe being faithful for my sake should have been considered too despite this he's staying away he's in a hotel downtown where he calls every few hours to check up i'm no longer sad well i am but I'm way more furious than sad currently. My kids still have no idea. My youngest thinks my husband is just working more in Albuquerque because of a business problem. I'm still confused on how to tell them they have two half-siblings and two parents of one with an extra backup parent. I'm just feeling very, very unappreciated and unwanted lately, but your kind words have been so helpful. Thank you guys so much, much love. Another update six months later. This is in reference to my post titled, My Husband Has a Second Family. Firstly, I would like to start off by thanking everyone who had positive things to say. The widespread support has been so helpful during this period, and I am truly amazed at the kindness shown to me. Thank you. And now the update. I won't be going into details about the divorce because it's still ongoing, but do rest assured it is happening. A few people seemed worried I was going to stay with him, and for a period of time I would have. But no, we are divorcing. On that note, I have completely cut contact with him. Our contact is through lawyers only. He officially moved out of the house and my middle moved in to help out over the break. My kids have, to my knowledge, cut most contact with him, but I haven't asked as it is not my place. Also, custody isn't a problem because my youngest turned 18 recently. We have also been in contact with the other family and we have even spent Christmas together. Despite being a little awkward at first, my ex's fiance and I are trying our hardest to bring the kids together harmoniously. And that'll be the last update. I'm logging off of Reddit now. I will continue living my life. I'll try to support my kids through theirs, but I'll forever be thankful for the support and love you all have shown yours truly and sincerely op wow right like wow this is a movie waiting to happen by the way like they both find out or one finds out it forms the other the two families get close the kids get close and they start spending all these holidays and stuff together that's cool it's cool that the families like started to get to know each other um man this is terrible so so hubby here even though this isn't an aita story he's gonna go to Ascon one for family one and then he's going right back for family number two that's a double sentencing here i don't understand what kind of person sociopath or minimum narcissist to be able to do this and feel like it's okay i know it happens i know it happens like way more than we even realize it's happening but imagine like The level of gaslighting and manipulation and effort, time and energy that this guy put into leading two separate lives and keeping them separate is mind numbing like the use of a different last name on facebook like so what everybody in albuquerque knew him as this different last name even his co-workers i don't that's a hardcore level of commitment but also probably should have changed his first name too because that's how she caught him she searched the first name and saw his picture pop up with a different last name a 17 year long affair So homeboy was just bebopping along like, yeah, I'm good at this. I'm going to keep it going as long as I can. And 17 years later, all of a sudden feels bad for it, right? Crocodile tears. You're sad because you got caught. That's what you're sorry for. You're not sorry for doing it. And him staying away for OP's sake here was not him staying away for OP's sake. that was him staying away so she didn't unalive him. That's all that was. He was staying away so he knew he was going to wake up in the morning. That was pretty much it. If you have that much time and energy available there's so much that you can accomplish to do something that is this level of just evil to two separate families it's insane how do you remember what you told this person versus this person like his i know why he used the same first name because he's like yeah i'm not going to try to remember to answer to a different first name i'm doing that shit, but that's also what busted him so good (laughs) Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is Am I the astronaut for Stealing a Package? Two weeks ago, Amazon dropped off a package at my doorstep. I left it there and went to the store. When I came back, it was still there. I took it inside, called Amazon Customer Service. After being asked for and giving the associate the name, tracking number, and contents of said package, I was told their policy was to either keep it or trash it. I kept a part of it, threw the rest away. Last night, the owner of the package knocked on my door loudly. I answered it and she immediately accused me of stealing her stuff. I apologized apologized and asked what she was talking about. I had completely forgotten about it at this point. She mentioned that she had a camera in her car and it recorded Amazon dropping off the item, plus they take photos of the home number, and she was contemplating getting the police involved. I remembered the items and asked about the specific one. She confirmed it was hers, then went into a story about how Amazon not replacing the items or refunding her money, and I apologized again and explained the situation, my actions, and what I was told by Amazon. And since I still had one of her package, I gave it to her. She left after repeating her concerns assumptions about our thievery. Today, literally 30 minutes ago, I learned that she previously took her complaints to the only neighbor that I know of and am friendly with in the complex, bothering him at his job for over 10 minutes, calling my family thieves and threatening police action. So am I the asshole for keeping and trashing someone else's property? Edited to add, the individual unit slash apartment number was not on the package, just her name and the townhouse slash condo slash complex address itself. There's no manager's office, no lobby, no communal area, no communal mailbox, It's a townhouse slash condo type situation. I also didn't know her before last night. I didn't exactly speak to the neighbors except for mainly one. So the question here is, am I the asshole for stealing a package? Stealing, in quotes. Here's where it gets tricky. Put your reverse the situation here. Put yourself in the neighbor's shoes because we've had packages say that they were delivered and in our neighborhood we have two houses that have the same house number but they're one street away and for a while because it was a newer development as houses were being built Amazon or UPS or USPS will get confused and take some package to the wrong place. It happened where a bunch of ours went somewhere else and one or two times we received someone else's packages too. So I get it. It's super frustrating whenever it says it's been delivered and it's not here and it's not not where it could be and you're like if you delivered it where the hell did you deliver it to that has happened to us many times and is super duper frustrating pretend you're the neighbor here for a second you know that the package got delivered to someone else you don't know that they talked to Amazon OP doesn't sound like she has proof that she talks to Amazon here and that's where I would be like okay Amazon I need you to email me the instructions that you've just given me here because if I get approached by someone who is like boom 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 where my package I want to be able to prove that you told me to do this i don't know that i would think i had enough to be able to do that but I would hope that I would be thinking ahead to be like, okay, it's going to look like I just took their shit and opened it and kept it unless you can give me some kind of proof that says we are advising you to do X. I also don't know what are the replacement policies on Amazon side if it does get delivered to the wrong address. If they told you to keep or trash it, you would think that they would be replacing it for your neighbor here, which would have been useful information. Because if she came on your door and was like, where am package? And you could have been like, oh, OK, here's the deal. I talked to Amazon. They sent me this email. It says this is what they wanted me to do. And it also says that they're replacing the package that was supposed to go to you. That would have been handy if Amazon had said anything like that. It would have just been a whole lot nicer if they had given her some kind of proof to be able to show, because right now it's her word against Karen, who is like, I saw that you took my package inside and now where is it? In our position, if we knew that this box had shown up that we were waiting on and it really sucks if it's for a birthday or anything that's time sensitive and it ends up going somewhere else. If you were waiting on this specific thing and then saw footage of someone else taking it inside and then you couldn't get it, that would be super duper frustrating. I don't know that I would jump to the conclusion of you're stealing from me. If someone said I talked to Amazon and they said to do this, I would like to think that I would believe them. But this is the first time you guys have met here too. So that sucks. This is still an NTA. You did what they told you to do, but in hindsight, thinking about what would happen if someone did show up looking for their shit, I would think that I would like to ask more questions or ask for some proof so that I could show that person when they showed up looking for their stuff, accusing me of stealing shit. If the neighbor said that they weren't going to replace it, then she was just blowing smoke, if that's the case. If they said they're not going to replace my stuff because you accepted it or whatever, they always replace lost packages. That was just a play. So that sucks. Still an NTA, it's hindsight, right? It's hindsight's 2020 here. But if this ever happens to anyone here watching this, always ask for that proof. That way, at least you have something to show the person who shows up accusing you of stealing. And now you live near these people. You obviously don't want that neighborhood dynamic of being that person. So that sucks. Luckily, in our neighborhood, everybody's been really great about when packages get sent to wrong places. And the person with the same house number as us, like we just know. If it says it's delivered and it's not there at the door, we just drive by and go check over there, and he's a cool guy. He knows. He knows. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another AITA story for you. This one is called Am I the Astronaut Calling Out a Friend's Divorce Because She Wouldn't Leave My Husband Alone? My husband works with a girl named Lucy, who also happens to be a part of our social circle. I wouldn't say she's close with us, but she's a close friend of a friend, so we'll see her once in a while when there are group outings. She also works with my husband, John, and I guess because we also see her outside of work, she thinks she's super close to my husband. I'm not a super jealous type, but I drew a line when my husband himself voiced discomfort at Lucy's behavior. She likes to make jokes about being his work wife, try and push me out of conversations with my husband. For example, you weren't at the office, so you wouldn't understand. Stand and has tried to initiate one-on-one hangouts with my husband. Okay, go ahead and do a bit of that. John has turned her down and has also explicitly told her that she was making him feel uncomfortable and to stop she just laughed and brushed it off and still continues he hasn't brought it up to work yet because she's a single mom and he didn't want to get her in trouble her advances have been mostly just annoying but it recently escalated which brings us to the issue at a barbecue my husband was sitting around at a fire pit with his friends I got up to get food well I came back right as Lucy came and sat on my husband's lap while joking your work wife can entertain you while your normal wife is busy this was the first time she made a physical advance my husband immediately jumped up and pushed her off she laughed and told him to stop being so sensitive, and I could tell it embarrassed my husband. It was at this point that I told her, maybe if you had focused more on being a real wife instead of a work wife, you wouldn't be divorced. Lucy immediately left the party after that, and I found out from a friend that she cried in her car. She's since skipped and avoided all events where I'm there with my husband, which has caused a strain with our mutual friend. Most of our other friends were on my side, but some said I was too harsh and that Lucy was just kidding around. Is it kidding around whenever you've been warned multiple times that you're making someone feel uncomfortable? comfortable and then you keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing that's not kidding around that's just bypassing boundaries established boundaries that's risking everything when you've been told to stop and the only reason op's husband here hasn't gone and reported her to hr which he's gonna have to do at some point here right there's no way because if he doesn't then he gets kind of sucked into this thing too where he could end up getting in trouble she could reverse uno him if she's made advances and he hasn't reported her she could panic and say something and then it's His word against hers, and that can just make shit go sideways. He's gonna have to report her at some point and hasn't just because he doesn't want her to be put in a shit position as a single mom. But guess what? She risked that too. She risked her ability to provide for her child. She risked her job. She's risked friendships here by bypassing boundaries and not having respect for someone. Come what may. If you're warned and you keep going, if you know that there's a better way, and you ignore it and keep going, you're the asshole. And that's exactly what she did. Thank goodness that your husband established boundaries here. Now, the question that's on everybody's mind, of course, is your husband said that he established boundaries. Would she keep pushing if there wasn't some kind of reciprocation here? How he reacted at the thing that you were at was how you would want him to react. You hope that he's reacted the same way every other time, but his reluctance to report this to HR brings a bit of a question about how he actually does that too. Have to wonder. You can't not wonder. And of course, OP, you trust your spouse, and what he's telling you will assume is 100% accurate. Just pointing out there's a potential path here where he's covering his butt. Not saying that's the case, but it's something that you have to think about. And hopefully, you have a relationship that's rock solid and your trust is 100% solid, and you don't have to worry about that. I would say, in the average case, that it's a question that your mind would have to at least go to here. But he's created boundaries repeatedly. She's bypassed them repeatedly. And even did it in front of you, which lends more credence to what he's been saying, because clearly she doesn't give a shit about anybody's boundaries. She's going to do this shit right in front of you and then loudly make a big deal about it so that you can hear it. So time to go to HR, bro. You've got to put a stop to this shit. And yes, it's caused a rift within your friend group. But why are they pissed at you, OP? Why would anybody be pissed at you here for saying, hey, get off my husband, you dirty hoebag bag? I think the jab that you took was warranted, wasn't it? I mean, what are you supposed to say? Hey, my husband's told you to get the F away from him multiple times. Quit, you dirty slut. Would that have been better? Would that have not caused issues? I don't know that anything you could have said here would not have caused issues. She just thinks she can get away with whatever the F she wants. And to this point, she has until you finally stood up and said something. So I don't think it was going to matter what she said. It was going to be this, I'm a victim now because somebody yelled at me for ignoring their boundaries and sitting on their husband's lap. Hmm. <laughs> Bullshit. So the question, am I the asshole for calling out a friend's divorce because she wouldn't leave my husband alone? No, I don't think it's that specific thing that got turned into a thing. It's just the fact that you called her out, period. She's not used to being called out, apparently. And whenever boundaries are presented to her, she's like, oh, you're just kidding. You must be. Nope, not the case. I think we can definitely say that this coworker is an ASCOM one for just ignoring everything. Ignoring all boundaries and wishes and being like, oh, boundaries don't apply to me. Surely you want me. You're just saying no because you feel like you have to, but we both know that you don't mean it. That kind of attitude. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also...